0: Radio Rounds, the podcast series from St. Louis Children's Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. Are your patients planning to travel overseas? Then St. Louis Children's Hospital Travel Clinic should be one of the first stops on their itinerary. Whether they're traveling for work, leisure, volunteering, or studying abroad, it's important for them to see a specialist that will help them plan for a safer, healthier international trip. My guest today is Dr. Rachel Orschelin. She's a Washington University Pediatric Infectious Disease Physician at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Orschelin. So what are some of the most common infectious diseases someone might encounter in their travels?
1: So there are a variety of infections that we don't see commonly in the United States that you might encounter when traveling to other countries. And those really depend on the locations where you're going. But many people are traveling more and more to areas that have infections like malaria in transmission. So that's something people need to think about. Also, an infection like typhoid fever, which can be prevented with vaccination, is another infection that may be encountered in places that are more resource limited, where people are traveling more and more.
0: So if somebody is traveling and they tell their pediatrician at the visit, you know, oh, we're going to be traveling to wherever it is, what would you like the pediatrician to identify as far as possible risks and to go over the vaccination schedule that the person may have already had? You mentioned typhoid. There are certain vaccination schedules. What would you like the pediatrician to know about these types of travel? And would you like them to know the person is traveling?
1: Yes, I think it's really important for uh, patients and families that are traveling to speak with their pediatrician about their plans for travel. In that way, the pediatrician can make sure they're up-to-date on all their routine childhood vaccinations because there are many infections that we don't see as commonly in the United States because of widespread vaccination, but those infections may continue to be in transmission in other parts of the world. So it's really important that families make sure that they're up-to-date on their routine childhood vaccinations, and speaking with their pediatrician about that is the best way to do that. In addition, there are infections that we don't routinely vaccinate for in this country that are in transmission in other parts of the world, and the pediatrician can help identify whether a vaccine is appropriate for the traveler
0: if somebody comes back from a trip and goes to their pediatrician, what symptoms should the pediatrician be looking for if someone says, you know, we were away and now the child feels this way? Are there certain symptoms, red flags, you'd like to mention?
1: Certainly. Um, You know, fever, uh, a febrile illness is one of the most common syndromes that returning travelers present to their uh, primary care providers with. And so that can be the hallmark of of course, routine childhood illnesses, but certainly if something more serious like malaria or other vector-borne diseases that are in transmission in other parts of the world. So that would be one of the most common scenarios. Another uh, diagnosis that patients frequently present with is acute diarrhea. And then certainly skin rashes of one sort or another are common uh, presenting complaints for patients returning from travel.
0: And when would you like or think that it's very appropriate for the pediatrician to refer to a specialist?
1: if there's any diagnostic uncertainty, um, certainly if a patient is uh, very ill or uh, has been to an area where malaria is in transmission, then it would be appropriate for that patient to be seen and evaluated by an infectious diseases physician. Certainly if a provider doesn't have familiarity with illnesses in transmission in the country where a patient has returned from, then it would be important for them to be seen by a provider who would uh, be more familiar with those illnesses that are in transmission Often the diagnostic tests that need to be done aren't tests that we routinely perform, and so uh, infectious disease specialists can be helpful in determining what is the most appropriate test to do for the given patient syndrome.
0: So if a pediatrician knows in advance that one of their patients is going to be traveling to an area that you know has certain infectious diseases, would you like them to consult with a specialist prior to traveling overseas, and when is that important?
1: I think it's it's a very good idea. There's one resource that pediatricians and even families can uh, access, and that is the CDC website that has actually a location for advice for travelers. And on that website, you can actually plug in your location of travel and, you know, uh, and, and certainly whether you're traveling with children, and it will provide information on the diseases that are in transmission and what vaccinations or medications might be appropriate. Certainly, pediatricians don't routinely stock vaccines for travel, so things like yellow fever vaccine, typhoid vaccine, uh, rabies vaccine that may be indicated for the given traveler, so that our clinic can provide those vaccines. And, and it's often good to consult and be seen in a travel clinic uh, several weeks before the planned travels so that uh, the body has time to develop protective immunity. We also have familiarity with medications that are given for prophylaxis, For diseases such as malaria, so we're also able to provide prophylaxis for the patients that are traveling.
0: So, speak about the international travel clinic at St. Louis Children's Hospital. What type of services do you offer, and what can a patient expect?
1: So, we see both children and families that are planning international travel. Prior to the visit, we like to have an idea of their itinerary so that we know the locations and types of activities in which they will be participating during their travel. We like to see them, like we said previously, several weeks in advance of that travel so that we can provide appropriate vaccination uh, for travel. The types of vaccinations that we have available that may not be routinely available in the pediatrician's office include things like yellow fever vaccination, typhoid vaccination. Uh, We can also provide other routine childhood vaccinations if those are appropriate and the patient hasn't been vaccinated. And then, again, we provide... um, medications for prevention of malaria and also traveler's diarrhea.
0: Dr. Orshlen, who can be seen at Children's Hospital at the International Travel Clinic? Is it just children?
1: Well, we will see children and their parents if they're traveling. Uh, so we do not just routinely schedule adults for travel, but if, they're, if, if parents are traveling with a the child, then we will, we're happy to provide these services so we can provide sort of one-stop shopping for a travel visit.
0: Do patients need a referral to come there?
1: They do not necessarily need a referral; they can be self referred to our clinic. We do like to route them through our nurse who can a- evaluate their plans for travel and decide what vaccinations are appropriate for them and then discuss those with the family ahead of time prior to the visit and
0: how s- how much prior to their vacation would you like them to come to the travel clinic?
1: It depends somewhat on um, uh, the type of vaccine they'll need so we like for a vaccine to be completed the series to be be completed at least um, two weeks prior to travel. So some vaccines require multiple doses. And so it is a good idea to make plans for a travel visit about four weeks prior to your planned travel.
0: And Dr. Orschelin, for parents, what do you tell them about bringing certain medications if they're going internationally? And, And the importance of bringing medications, should they bring prophylactic medications, antibiotics and such, or Motrin, or Advil, any of these kinds of things, what do you tell them about what they should pack?
1: Well, our general advice is certainly that patients should have all their own medications for their own chronic illnesses packed with them on travel with a sufficient quantity to get them through their travel plus any potential delays. Uh, Then we routinely, depending on the location, provide medications for the prevention of malaria. And then we certainly also will provide patients with a prescription that they can use in the event of developing traveler's diarrhea.
0: Are you seeing certain things like measles coming back from various countries and a problem with the vaccination schedule?
1: Well, I don't think we have a problem with the vaccination schedule, per se. In the United States, we routinely vaccinate children first at about 12 months of age. And so we have had cases where children have traveled before 12 months of age and have come home with uh, measles infection. Now, we do know that for travel, any infant over six months of age who is traveling abroad can be vaccinated and should be vaccinated against measles. This won't actually count for their two-dose series of MMR, but it will provide them with some protection against a measles infection while they're traveling.
0: What about countries such as Mexico, where people are told not to necessarily drink the water or eat fresh vegetables and such, and rotavirus and stomach issues, gastroenteritis? So what do you tell them when they're going to a place like
1: that? Well, we certainly do give advice about safe eating habits. And so, um, you know, people who are traveling to really a lot of locations in the world need to be careful about um, food and water consumption. So certainly making sure that fruits and vegetables they eat are peeled or cooked completely um, before eating those. Um, Making sure drinking water is bottled and that the lid is firmly so that uh, the water hasn't been refilled, um, and making sure to not eat from things like street vendors and places where uh, people might not have access to frequent hand washing. So doing those sorts of things can reduce the chances that people will get traveler's diarrhea.
0: In summary, doctor, please tell other pediatricians what you'd like them to know about recognizing infectious diseases and the travel clinic at St. Louis Children's Hospital.
1: Well, I would say that um, pre-travel consultation is important for families who are traveling. The Centers for Disease Control has an excellent website that provides advice about what medications and vaccines are appropriate for travel, and St. Louis Children's Hospital is happy to provide those specific travel-related vaccines uh, that may not be routinely available in the pediatric offices. Also, when patients return from travel or uh, from travel with illnesses such as febrile illnesses or infectious diarrhea, we're happy to see those patients in consultation and evaluation.
0: And what can a pediatrician expect from your team at St. Louis Children's Hospital after referring a patient to you?
1: Well, certainly we always like to provide consultation back to the providers, both in the form of written communication and also um, we can, in the case of a patient, let's say being admitted to the hospital, um, also call the provider with um, information.
0: Thank you so much for being with us today. A physician can refer a patient by calling Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. That's 1-800-678-4357. You're listening to Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. For more information on resources available at St. Louis Children's Hospital, you can go to stlouischildrens.org. That's stlouischildrens.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.